Episode 146 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is the owner and the practitioner of Mr. McMahon's Hayride Company, Mr. Travis White. Travis, I'm so glad to have you here. We're throwing it way, way back, taking a pause on the road to WrestleMania 25 uh, to you know, collect our thoughts, get everything in order for that big episode. So we've got a fun little detour here as we go back to Armageddon 2000 for a rewatch, a watch-along of a fan favorite of Dan Taker's career, the Armageddon Hell in a Cell Six-Pack Challenge. And we've got some friends along for the ride, too, don't we? Absolutely. They are along with us. You know, I think the WWE missed an opportunity here to take Vince McMahon's favorite uh, band, ACDC, and go with Highway to Hell, but change it to Hayride to Hell. Mm. That would have been great. <laughs> I would have loved it. Yeah, it would be great, man. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yes, well, welcome to our Hayride. We got uh, the boys from the Bottom Line cast as well here. Yeah, Mike and JV, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Apparently, my yeah, dog is joining us, too. Hey. <laughs> y'all hear that. Dog? Is, that, is that the new puppy? <laughs> uh, she's not new, but she's she barks uh. like a puppy. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Prue, because I know uh, Mike's got a, uh, I have a, pup, got a, got a puppy. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, she's uh, actually sleeping, behaving. Oh. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, thanks for having us back on the show so soon. You were on our show just a month ago, and we did Rebellion, which was just days before this event. So, yeah, back to back. So, back to 2000 again. Well, definitely a pleasure to be on your airwaves this time. Well, this is a, uh, a very memorable match. Uh, I think we said it on y'all's show. We've got five Hall of Famers, and then The Rock is also in this match, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy isn't it Rakish. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously six of the the biggest stars of this time kurt angle the rock stone cold steve austin triple h rikishi and the undertaker a memorable match a memorable bump we will give you guys the timestamp to watch along with us here in just a little bit uh but since we've got mike and jv along for the ride um you know, Travis and I, we've been talking about this Undertaker Last Ride series over the past few weeks. Uh, I think we've talked about doing a special bonus episode uh, once all five episodes are out. Uh, JV, I know you haven't been able to have a chance to watch it, but uh, Mike, you said you caught up on everything. Uh, what is some of uh, you guys' impressions of this series? I mean, The Undertaker peeling back the curtain like we've never seen it before. Yeah, I, I can't believe that it's happening. <laughs> it's, right. it's just one of those things where he's a character that you almost want it to stay mysterious and have the mystique surrounded around it. But 
you just think you're never going to get this. You're never going to get breakthrough to see who he really is. And now it's just like bombardment throughout this past year <laughs> of he's back doing appearances. He's actually doing appearances and he's doing these interviews and now he has this series out. So it's like one thing after the other where it's like, wow, he's a real person <laughs> because it's just been built up for all these years that he's something totally different than everybody else. And they protected his character for so long. And now it's time to reveal who he is. And I think it's great because obviously this is like a song song type of thing where he knows time is basically up and he wants to tell his story his way while he can. You know, and that's the impression that I get from this series. And every episode that I watch is just more and more of how he's becoming human. So the dead man becomes human throughout this series. That's a Very great, well great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Travis, you talked about this being like the best thing the WWE Network's ever produced, probably. Um what did you think of episode three? Very timely as it uh, covers a lot of the stuff we'll be covering on next week's show. A lot of the WrestleMania 25 stuff. Yeah. Well, a, I was super excited about that because it gives us content to talk about too. But, um, yeah, I really like how this one dug back into history, you know, talked about his relationship with Sean, mm-hmm. with Hunter, uh, those matches and hearing him say that those, those four WrestleManias, 25, 26, 27, 28, those are his, that's his favorite group of matches he's ever had. You know, he talks about he loved his matches with the smaller guys, with Angle and with Bret Hart and uh, stuff like that. But he really just these four matches and the story they told over four years um, is just he's like, it doesn't get any better. And that's what we do is we tell stories. And uh, just see, hearing him say that, because, you know, I've often thought that's what he thought. But hearing him say that and confirm that is really, really, really cool. And just listen to the, all those guys talk about it and then talk about their their uh, crappy match in Saudi and you know, how they just phoned it in and it was what it was. You know, We'll get to that too. But it's really cool how, how honest and open they are about everything. Yeah, I love that too. You, you rarely see that on these WWE Network shows. Sometimes you'll hear guys on podcasts talk about, yeah, that match wasn't so great. But rarely do you right. get to see that on a WWE produced thing and to see yeah. Shawn Michaels like, Oh, missed it by that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, just, it, it just really, uh, cements why the undertaker has come, kept coming back ever since that match. And I'm sure we'll see more of that next week. Uh, as they talk about the Goldberg match, uh, next, or, or I yeah. guess it's not next week. They're taking a couple weeks it's, off, but yeah. Yeah. And hearing him say, you know, he's almost jealous of the fact that Shawn Michaels got to go out, the way he did and he he knew this is my last match i'm not worried about it. like there's no like win lose or draw you know what i'm saying like obviously yeah. it's scripted but you know what i'm saying like, no matter how the outcome was that was his last match he'd come to peace he had a piece about himself before you know the bell even rang and so taker hasn't had that yet you know he thought it was going to be the reigns match but he wasn't ready and so just hearing him say like he's almost jealous of sean and how he got that like he's chasing that you know he he's chasing that and that's really cool to see and kind of honestly it's kind of like Dang it, man! Like you've, yeah, you don't have to prove anything else to us, you know. Mm. Honestly, yeah. Oh, does I like? I liked what Shawn Michaels had to say too. You were just kind of alluding to it, Travis, is that he's chasing, he's chasing that dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Michaels had to say was foreboding. Like you're chasing that dragon. Yeah. That's a bad road to go down because exactly you might get seriously injured if you keep trying to one up yourself. Mm-hmm. So that was I was glad that he said that because that that is part of what the story is right now. It's like. 
you gotta stop on the taker. And mm-hmm. he might he might know that, and that's why this show's being produced. So it might right. be over. You know. Yeah. I'm Which I guess to... is good for your show. <laughs> 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 I'm kinda getting that Finish vibe too, watching it like I don't maybe he already decided that this Boneyard match w- was it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would hate for his final match to not be in front of, you know, 80,000 people giving him the applause that he deserves. But that Boneyard match was incredible, and it is a great match to go out on. So I'm definitely torn on those two things. Yeah. And we'll see, yep. you know, on Raw this past, on th- this week, actually, AJ, or actually, I guess it was SmackDown last week, AJ Styles came to SmackDown, and after his match, he had a little backstage promo saying, I hope Undertaker saw that. I hope he. You know, I'm not done with him. So, you know, I'm wondering if they're going to have that match like you and I talked about maybe at Survivor Series where it's actually the 30th anniversary and he finally gets that match with AJ properly in the ring. Who knows? But if not, Boneyard match is a great way to go. But we'll see. Oh, I, I got goosebumps to you saying that. 30 years. That's right. Be his 30-year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. What a way to uh, sunset out, if, you know, if they do go that way. I might exactly. be mistaken, but I think it's actually going to be on the day. Like 30 years to the day of his oh, debut wow. this wow. year. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty special. Well, yeah. they, de- they definitely have big plans for it then, for sure. I hope so. If it's going to be on that date. Yeah. No way. <laughs> maybe they bring back the uh, gobbledygooker instead. <laughs> have him tombstone him, and that, that's it. That's the end of it. Uh, or he comes out the egg finally. <laughs> yeah, because he thought he was going to. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Well, just to tie it back into this episode, we did get a throwback on that episode, The Last Ride, to the Attitude Era as uh, uh, Kane gave the uh, suck it to uh, while he was doing yes. his promo with The Undertaker. And Undertaker cult- three words. <laughs> gave three yeah. words uh, that we won't say here on our show. TFY. TFY. <laughs> that was classic. Well, um, we say that we'll we'd say that on Bottom Line Cast. Exactly. TFY. The uncensored Bottom Line Cast. If you're doing a Stone Cold podcast, you you got to be uncensored. Come on. Yeah, you have to. But that takes us to where we're going to today, right in the heart of the Attitude Era, or I guess towards the the later stages of the Attitude Era, more like it, December of 2000 here, Armageddon 2000. Uh, you guys just recently uh, covered it uh, on your show. Uh, we covered it a good while back on our show. But um, so you guys, we talked about this a little bit last time y'all were on the show, but were y'all watching WWE pretty hardcore during this time? Was this a pay-per-view you guys would have ordered? Uh, JV, I think you had the uh, the black box where you could uh, get all the pay-per-views for free, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. I was stealing. <laughs> <laughs> not me. My parents were stealing. That's technically. it. <laughs> my, yep. parents, my parents, my dad's friend was stealing, so we were just alibis. <laughs> you didn't know better. Your limitations is, is yeah. over with at this point. Right, for all you knew, you could claim that you thought that it was on pay-per-view and you were just yeah. showing up to the yeah. house. I'm, yeah. I'm just here eating Lay's potato chips, drinking soda, watching wrestling. <laughs> so, uh, was this one you guys would have watched? Uh, yeah, I would have, yes. Yeah. And I likely probably wouldn't have because okay. it's one of those shows where yeah, Royal Rumble's coming up next month. I'm saving for Royal Rumble. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Because I, I can't get everyone every month. Yeah. 
Right, the next day. <laughs> and we talked about this a little bit on our episode on it, Travis, but these December pay-per-views, man, like, I don't know. They Sometimes they throw these crazy matches on here, and, you know, this is later on the months where they start doing TLC every month. So it's mm-hmm. like they have all these big spectacles, but it feels like these storylines, like, they just kind of don't, they don't put as much effort into it because they know the road to WrestleMania. They know Royal Rumble's coming up. So December is just kind of a mess a lot of the times. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think this is where it really starts because 99 was pretty, it was pretty heavy. You know, they knew what was going into Armageddon. It was the Triple H and McMahon storyline and stuff like that. But this is just, yeah, it's just like, oh, what are we going to do? Let's put our biggest stars in one match. That way the rest of the card sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I never think of it like that. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of the rest of the card, we did this uh, with the bottom line guys on that rebellion episode, and I thought we could just go through the card real quick uh, and just give some quick hit thoughts on some of these other matches on the card. And uh, we don't always talk about everybody else that's on the card, but it might be interesting to hear everybody's thoughts on uh, these guys because uh, I know you guys you guys watch all the shows during this time, so I'm sure you've got some thoughts. But uh, the dark match, or the Sunday Night Heat match, I guess, for this show was Scotty Tuhati with Grandmaster Sexay defeating D'Lo Brown with Chaz and Tiger Ali Singh. Uh, quite mm. the combo right there. Yeah, the Lowdown at the time. Yes. They, they were the team. And that was their team name. And they were all dressed in Middle Eastern garb at that time. Or, I guess, Indian yeah. garb, whatever. But... Yeah, totally different look for D'Lo and Chaz at that time. Not a good against, look. <laughs> going up against the no. worm, Scotty Too Hotty. He's my personal favorite of Too Cool, even even including Rikishi. Scotty Too Hotty just has the energy that helps that team. Oh my gosh, he was one of the most over guys of this period. Like you can't yes. deny that. <laughs> oh yeah. Travis was yeah, a big absolutely. fan of doing the worm. I was. <laughs> Every Sorry. middle school and high school dance, anything, I was worming all over the place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every single time. Every, literally every time. So. Would you, you do the other, the, the last part of it before he does the elbow? No, oh, with the arms. Question. All right. Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> to the left, to the right. <laughs> That's impressive. I, do I, the, I could never pull off that move. That dance oh, I, I'd have to do the countdown, like the, the letters, too, the W. Oh, all right. <laughs> you just do the worm. You got to do all of it. Yeah, you do. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh man, I was very you know, jealous. No Mercy, WWF No Mercy had come out just a couple months before the show, and mm-hmm. I remember changing. You know, we Alex and I would update our rosters as the storylines progressed. And I remember updating D'Lo and Chaz and putting them in lowdown. You yeah. know that, Alex? <laughs> yeah, I do. Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, hey, uh, I, I I do stuff like well, I haven't done it in a while, but I was doing stuff like that as recently as a couple of years back playing uh wwe like 2k17 oh there you go constantly updating and changing yeah and then and then i realized ah, yeah, i don't have time anymore <laughs> to <do this>. yeah <laughs> well the show proper opens up with a six person tag uh with the radicals dean malenko eddie guerrero and perry saturn and they've got terry on the outside they actually defeat the Hardy Boys and Lita, Team Extreme, in a intergender six-person tag match, and this was during the time when Dean Malenko was like 
he was like the godfather light basically and he was flirting with lita and feuding with lita it was a very very strange period for dean oh what what i would say i don't i wouldn't say he's godfather light that's that's too much credit <laughs> to because <Dean> Malenko <laughs> is more like creeper, <laughs> like complete creeper is what he is at this point. He's he's not no ladies man. He thinks he might be, but he's totally creeping on Lita throughout it's, this period. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of those situations or one of those scenarios in WWE where they try to spruce up somebody with no personality. And they give them something that doesn't fit them at all, so they can't pull right. it off, mm-hmm. you know. So Demolico just seems awkward in that because he was always this serious guy, and then he's supposed to be funny and like a creep. Eh, just didn't work. No, they always say the best characters are your 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 real life or something you have with you turned up to eleven. You know, like you know the Godfather is or Stone Cold is or the Rock, but like. Dean Malenko was known as the Iceman in Dice. So he was, uh, you know, a heart of ice. He had no, you know, emotion, nothing. He just came out and wrestled. And, like, all they had to do was do a little more of that. Like, just give him a little bit of talking time, not change his whole gimmick. But here's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to do the Eddie Guerrero thing. You know, Eddie Guerrero, they gave him yes. Latino heat. And, you know, he got super over from that. So they are like, oh, let's, uh, let's try to give Dean, like, something like that. And... Just not the same kind of guy. Not the same kind of levels. As my, I love Dean Malenko. He's one of my, yeah. one of the best wrestlers I think I've ever seen. But personality-wise, mm-hmm. just was never there. There is one funny thing I, I will point out with Dean Malenko in his interactions with Lita. When they go on their date, and he's trying to hook up with Lita throughout the night. And they go to a steakhouse, and then they she lures him back to the hotel. And Dean has an interesting name for his, his special buddy. And it's called, it's called Mr. Rockefeller. <laughs> I do not remember that. And he says that Lita needs to take care of Mr. Rockefeller. <laughs> it's like, all right, that, that one was pretty good. That was pretty funny. And then the lights shut off, and then the Hardy Boys beat the crap out of... I do remember that. Yeah. Rockefeller. Yeah. And I remember Lita's outfit from that night. But, uh... Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I Even in my... I'm looking back at my original notes for the episode we did... And I said, there's no way that Mr. Rockefeller is not standing at attention <laughs> as a shoot during this. I would wager so. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, moving on. Um, All right, move on to the match. <laughs> William Regal defeated Hardcore Holly to retain the European Championship. Uh, noted Next. European Hardcore Holly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, this yeah, is, this show is in Alabama, so he had to be on the card. Good point. So yeah, good point. Oh, thanks for bringing that up because that reminds me, and you guys, you probably remember this from when you watched the match. But during the all like the segments breaks, they would play. It was supposed to be Sweet Home Alabama, but the right. network replaced <laughs> it with some cheap knockoff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Horrible. Um, it's not even yeah. It's not even a good ripoff. It's just a really bad one. So, right. It's like ding 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 on down ding 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 on down. That's it. That's all it is. Over and it's over like again. W- on it's like WCW theme music, basically. Yeah. yeah. Public, public domain music. That's it. Yeah. 
Dude, you talk about middle school dances. Here's the difference between the North and the South guys. Travis, was there ever a middle school dance that did not end with Sweet Home Alabama play? <laughs> no. <laughs> Every time. Okay. Okay, so up here, there was never a dance that played Sweet Home exactly, Alabama. Exactly. <laughs> never. Yeah, exactly. Never mind end the dance. <laughs> no. And again, we're in Georgia, but somehow every yeah. dance ended with Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, match number four on the card, another intergender match, weirdly enough. Val Venus, uh, who is in the right to censor at this point, defeats China. Um, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that happened. That whole angle. And oh. then, of course, the infamous uh, feud over spilt coffee. We have Chris Jericho defeating <laughs> Kane in a last man standing match. It's like Jericho's second last man standing in like four months, right? He had one with Triple H. Yeah, that's true. Like that's weird. July or something, or June or something like that. Yeah, six months later, he has another one with Kane over, yeah, like you said, uh, some Starbucks <laughs> got spilt. So. <laughs> yeah, because he burned them and he took offense to being burned. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Brutal. And I, I guess the other part of it, though, is not just the coffee. It's that he's mad that Chris Jericho is so good looking and he's not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a weird, uh, that's a weird angle they were playing there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say one other thing about this match. Looking at the main event that we're going to talk about here in just a second... Would not the main event have been so much better if you take out Rikishi and throw in one of these two guys instead? Yep. Without question. Like, you'd really have... You put either Jericho or Kane in that, you could say those are the top six guys of this era. You can make a case for throwing either one of those guys in there as one of the top six. And unfortunately, you have Rikishi there sticking out like a sore thumb. Yep. Yeah, they were just riding that Rikishi wave at that point. <laughs> big brown, big brown wave. That's it. <laughs> right down the toilet, man. <laughs> I mean, imagine if it had been Mick Foley instead of Rikishi. That that would have been the sure. six top guys of the oh, era, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this yeah. point, anyway. they're basically doubling down on Rikishi. Like, nope, we're gonna give him another chance yeah. to yep. exactly maybe Being get over as the heel they want him to be. Uh, this one I know is going to pop Travis. We got a big four-way tag team match. So we got Edge and Christian who defeat the Dudley Boys, uh, right to censor Bull Buchanan and the Good Father with Stephen Richards, who were the champions yes. at the time. Uh, but they lost Edge and Christian, uh, Dudley Boys, and how about K Quick and Road Dog are the fourth team in this match? <laughs> Getting rowdy. Get rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And Edge and K Quick still on the roster today. Still there later. today. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and you know what? Ron Killings looks the same today as he did 20 years ago. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, exactly. <laughs> same uh, outfit, too. Same ring gear. <laughs> yep. Same theme song. Well, That's no. Right. He had the other theme song at this point. But yeah, when he came back in like 04, 05, or whatever, he has a different the song he has now. So. They should have yeah. just kept him K quick the whole time. Like he's back, it's K quick. Yeah. Well, uh, they know. probably didn't think highly of the character. Like, all right, we're gonna rebrand you. <laughs> right. Even I though like you're gonna be, even though you're gonna be the same thing, we'll just give you a new name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Intercontinental Championship. Oh, man, this is a, another 
weird one on here. Chris Benoit defeats the champion Who? Billy Gunn to win the Intercontinental title here. Wow. Yeah. Stink. Stinker. This match, yeah, it was not that good. Billy Gunn actually messed up a couple spots towards the end, and then they had to just kind of finish it off real quick <laughs> because it was becoming a mess. It doesn't he nearly drop him like on a press yeah. seat? Yeah. Like, break his yeah. neck almost? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does. He goes for a tilt the world slam mm. and almost drops him Oof. on his head like that. Yeah. Well, he to couldn't the... lift Benoit up. That was part of the struggle. So he was struggling lifting him up, and then he, had, he finally got around to just dropping him. But, yeah, it was a mess. But, yeah, He's Chris the Jer- one Billy Gunn at this point, so they're trying to. Oh, even Oof. worse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, to cool down the crowd after that hot match before the main event, we've got uh, Ivory, the women's champion, defeating Molly Holly and Trish Stratus in a big triple threat match. So, yes, sir. Yeah, not right much to Molly say. Holly. All over this show, right to censor is yeah. owning this show. They are, uh, they are kind of all over it. <laughs> yeah, three separate Ooh. matches, so you get to hear that wonderful it, theme song. Oh, it's so <laughs> annoying to hear it over and over again. Even I love it. Even if I'm watching Raw to take notes, it's just it comes up so often. My wife hates hearing it, so she'll. It seems like every time she's around, that music comes on, and she looks at me like, "Shut this crap off." Like... Well, you guys are nearing the end of it, I guess, and uh, you'll have the Undertaker to thank. I believe he finally is yes. the one who writes them off of TV, so uh, you can you can oh. thank our man for that in a few right. minutes. Uh, but that brings us to the main event. We got, like we said, six-man Hell in a Cell Armageddon uh, six-way match. The only time they've done this type of match, uh, with six men inside Hell in a Cell like this. Uh, it's very memorable. Uh, we talked on our episode about how this was one of our favorite things to do on the video games ever since then. Yes. Do just like put six guys in the Hell in a Cell and just go for it. Uh, but it's weird that they never did it in real life again. Yeah, it's been 20 years. They've never even attempted it. I mean, seriously. They always revisit stuff. Why not? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, considering their history of... It, it's kind of shocking they haven't, you know, yeah. beaten it to death. And, like, we well, haven't seen it, like, 20 times. Right. Well, I guess, you know, when the, the Elimination Chamber comes around in a couple of years, that maybe they figured, oh, we're not going to do that. We have the Chamber to do that kind of match with six, six guys in there. Yeah, yeah but they've done like tag. They've done tag team hell in the cells and stuff like that, you know. Since, yeah. then, but I just don't know. I don't know. It seems like you know how they have the hell in the cell pay per view. It, it'd be one way to change things up on that, rather than having you know a women's one and a men's one. Like have one that has six guys in it again. You know why not? That's true. So, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, they, they've got the talent pool to make it work. Oh yeah, they, oh, they could have six yeah. of these. They could have six of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. on <the laughs> show. Yeah. Thirty-six got a, guys. I got a really big roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's not a ton of storyline going into this. I mean, there there is and there isn't. Like, there's not a lot of memorable stuff. It just kind of happens one night where they all get. I think Mick Foley, the commissioner, just tells everyone that they're the number one contender. Is that about right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Basically, he just kind of comes out and says that's what's going on. So, <laughs> and he's feuding with McMahon, I think, too, because he can't keep yeah. like order, and he's the I think they're worried about like wrestler safety. 
Yeah, there's even a like a um, a whole promo segment on this pay per view where Vince, I think Vince and Shane maybe come out and they just run their mouths about trying to get the fans to you know call the match off, blah blah. Because wrestlers say it's just basically killing time because again we have our six top guys in one match. You know we're gonna run. We need we need to fill some time up here. So. Yep, and so this is uh, two hours and 47 seconds into the pay-per-view. After all those promos eat into the uh, show, there are promos from, if not all these guys, most of these guys cut promos Mm -hmm. during the show as well, building up the match. Uh, But you can can listen to our episode about it. You can listen to the Bottom Line cast uh, episode about it. we encourage you guys to check out both of those episodes about it to hear all the details and uh, the way that we analyze it through that. But like we said, this will be the watch along. So if you want to queue it up on the WWE Network, we're at two hours and 47 seconds. Uh, if you go on the uh, chapter listings where it says jump to down there, uh, it says six man hell in a cell match, WWE title. You see the rock and triple H staring at each other and that, but when you click on that, it should take you to an image of the hell in a cell right above the arena at two hours, zero minutes, 47 seconds. So we'll give you guys a chance to get that all queued up. Uh, turn the volume down and listen to us. Uh, I'll go crazy. We're going to have four guys uh, <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, we should. We could have found two other people. I don't know who we could have got. But, uh, yeah, that's right. We should have had a six-man podcast. A six. <laughs> yeah, I got a four-man booth here. It's going to be great. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> Nothing. Well, I think it's all recording, so that's that's good. That's positive. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, not like last time on our show where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. People are dropping out, coming back in. <laughs> I missed the whole Benoit match. <laughs> well, it's kind of like this Hell in a Cell. You got guys go go to sleep for a few minutes and then pop back in the right. match. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> All right, we've got our Fatal 4-Way back in action here. Uh, Like I said, we're at 2 hours, 0 minutes, 47 seconds on the WWE Network. Uh, We're going to all try to be around that. Uh, It may... We'll be... We'll all be close, at least. (laughs) We'll be as in sync as possible. That's right. Uh, Coming at you from multiple states across the the country. But, uh, Travis... Uh, you always do the honors on our show, so why don't you give us a countdown and tell us when to hit play. All right, I'm going to go down from 3, 2, 1, play, and we'll all push it on play, all right? So here we go. 3, 2, 1, play. All right, we got the strobe lights going. There it is. That's a very 2000 thing, too. I had one in my bedroom back <laughs> in these days. Remember that, Alex? I, I remember that. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see it during this match, but... I hope there's some laser pointers out in the crowd. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did, you, did you also have the black lights and the Absolutely. posters from Spencer's, like Marilyn Manson poster? and Black light, and I had Chili's Chili Pepper lights all around oh. the top of my room, too. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Nice. That's, that's, those were the times. So, But, yeah, Spencer Gifts was huge back in these days. Oh, my oh yeah. 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 
Yeah, for a teenager to go into those stores, it was like you were kind of doing something bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check out the posters in the back. Right, in the back corner. <laughs> yeah. Now first is Triple H, the gamer. The gamer. Does he still have his... What music does he have here? Does he still got is the he... My Time? Yeah, My Time. Yep. Oh, it's my favorite Triple H music of all time. I... I agree. I love that song. I love it so much. It's my favorite. I wish you would have got that live at WrestleMania mm. sometime. I do love it, but Motorhead, that's my favorite. The original, the game, I, that, that's, that's number one for me. It's more iconic for sure now, but like, I just love My Time. It, I, just, I just love that song. It's great. This, yeah. this is the last pay-per-view with My Time. Yeah, because he's got be Motorhead at WrestleMania. For... Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. has Motorhead starting in January, early January. Love that logo right there, too. I used to draw that on every piece of homework we had. <laughs> uh, I would just doodle wrestling logos all the time, and that was one of my favorites. Travis is a great artist. It's uh, Oh, yeah? He doesn't practice it as much as he used to, but he's he's great. No. There's Rhino, the security guy. Yes. Timmy White on the outside as well. Everybody's right. there. Yeah, this is like every prime... Triple H, like this is oh my before gosh. his quad yeah. tear six months later, and this is like, I mean, he could not put on a bad match back then. He definitely lost a step when his quad tear. I mean, I understand, I would too, but um, you know, this is just primo Triple H stuff. This year, two thousand is incredible, and he's over huge at this yeah. time. And they they try to turn him heel, but a large percentage of the fan base still is rooting for him. Mm-hmm. They only turned them heel because Austin came back. Exactly. He needed an adversary. Exactly. Because this wasn't working out. The big green. Right. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's like he was trying to go for like the rock look. <laughs> but... Picked the wrong color. Yeah. But if the. I mean. Oh, wow. Look at that. So he Jeez. ran over your man, Stone Cold, and uh, took him out of action for almost a year. Yeah. It, and, I, and I'm mad about that because he took Stone Cold out of action of probably the best year, exactly. 2000. <laughs> so, so much was lost in that year because there was no Austin. And also, we didn't get to go back and watch as much of 2000 because we had to skip ahead to right. get right. to Austin coming back. Oh, so, yeah. You guys skipped ahead like 10 months. Yeah. You missed like yeah. 10 months of the year. You yeah. missed so much. He came back in April for one show, so we mm-hmm. covered up to that. And then he came back again, finally, in um, September. WWE champion, WWF champion, Kurt Angle coming out third. Shows his pace, place in the pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing at this time is that although he's the champion, he's not treated like a champion. <laughs> and we talked about this on our show. I remember being like, angry that he won the title like i just didn't think he was ready but like you know what the more i look back on it the more i'm like you know what that's perfect though because like i was like who is this little guy he's bad guys coming in he's a good wrestler but i, I feel like he hadn't earned it but like what a better like that, that's perfect booking in my opinion now that i can look back on it and understand it you're right he made, because he made me hate him and he's and he's basically playing keep away with the yes, title from all the people you think should have it yes exactly you see our man Teddy Long, Alex? Uh, one of the ref- they, Literally yeah. every referee is out there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> they figure all the top stars are there, so. Yeah. 
This well, is the debut of Roland. Yeah, talking about music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We only got six months of Kid Rock, American Badass, which is fun. I mean, I remember that so well, but it really didn't last yeah. that long. Yeah. So and they didn't play it on the network, but they can play Limp Biscuit apparently. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think What's I said on our episode, I was never so happy to hear Limp Biscuit because they had the crappy edited <laughs> version on all these network shows. <laughs> And uh, I believe this at this point, Jr. says, "I guarantee you that man don't have no limp biscuit right there." <laughs> it's, someone actually tweeted that on they the uh, <laughs> yeah on your tweets today. Cutie patootie something. <laughs> oh my god! Whoever it was. But yeah, look at the, the refs. Look like they want to go. They want to go at it. It's the wrestlers versus the refs. <laughs> And Angle's just staying away because he doesn't want to get involved and get beat down early. But when Austin makes his entrance, he ain't going to let that fly. No, I don't think so. Tucker's pacing, pacing on the outside, just like he does in a tag match. He's getting ready. So what were, uh, Mike and JV, what were y'all's thoughts back in the day about the biker taker? I didn't like it at the time. I, I wasn't a fan either. I was just so used to the Undertaker the way he was. But at this point now, looking back at it, I do like the change because I didn't really like the uh, the horror movie Taker. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know, the vampire Taker, whatever he was. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ministry, the ministry yeah. like Lord of yeah. Darkness, right. Satanic right. guy. Yeah. That's the worst well, stuff. I'm glad that went away and he came back fresh. Sure. Yeah, at the time, I like it a lot more. Yeah, like rewatching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I think I was just being a hater as like a teenager. Like, ah, sure. like this, this, this stinks because other people liked it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> being and, immature. And it, right, and it's not the Undertaker I grew up with. So yeah, yep. And I was never a huge Undertaker fan at the time, anyway. Right. Because Austin had come around, and that was my guy. And here he is. Get, oh, gets things started. <laughs> Getting things started on Kurt. Look at that. Do you think that website's still uh, available? Stonecold.com? Do you see it pop up underneath his name? Oh, you should go check it out. Hey, I I checked it out, actually. (laughs) I went to stonecold.com when we were taking notes on this, and it just directs you to his profile page on WWE.com. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so we got Triple H and Austin squared off. We got Taker and Angle squared off, and then Rikishi and The Rock. So kind of, you know, I guess the main feuds with each other. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I think so. Because Kurt uh, Angle and Undertaker had faced at uh, Survivor Series. Yeah, just before. a month before. And they had a great match. Great match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a good, good start. Good to separate the, the guys into three, you know, make it make more sense. Yeah. And you have the area. So that's the good thing about the cell is that you have that space outside. You have something yeah. going on in the ring. Two things going on on separate sides of the cage. Look how big Undertaker is, man. He's huge, man. Like just like like out of shape on belly. You know? Beefy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's like, great. Yeah, he's so, thick. Very first thick. count of the match, two count. Taker's always the one going for the pinfalls, man, trying to get business done. Yeah, trying to win. You don't don't yes, work by exactly. the hour, man. Yeah. Ooh, taking the head. <laughs> 
a lot. Oh, what's he doing? <laughs> Jacking him? <laughs> Shoving it down his throat. <laughs> yeah, well, what, is, what is this? <laughs> oh, Good move. I like it. Just made yeah. it up. <laughs> oh, man. He is beefy, dude. <laughs> thick. Thick is the right word. Thick like family. Golly. Uh, now we're going to get the quiche and the rock, the family in the ring. It's funny for you guys to look back at The Undertaker here in 2000 when you're in 2009, and he's all lean and mean right now in 2009, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking great and tan. Yeah. And then you go back here, and he's like, his hair is like so red, his, his <laughs> skin's so pale, his gut's hanging out. <laughs> this looks like someone's dad. <laughs> it's like Sons of Yeah. <laughs> We talked about it back in the day, but just think about how much fun he was having during this time. He'd just like have a big old dip in his mouth and just wear his clothes <laughs> down to the ring. Yeah. That's probably what he showed up to the arena in. Yeah. He's having the time of his life. Oh, I love that move from Triple H. One of my favorites. Yeah, I do like it. I'm not the biggest Triple H guy, but I like that. And there it is. The Lutez press. Crowds on their feet, man. Alabama standing up. Yeah, good crowd. And Mike's this least favorite deep. referee is the main guy in here, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and fun wow. fact for you, this is the only pay-per-view from Alabama. I was going to ask that. I, history. Yep. That's it. Yeah, because I didn't think there was another. No. Oh, wow. Oh, what a shame. That's crazy. I wonder why. Does, the arena, does this arena exist? Oh. Well, I don't know if the arena still exists. That's a good point. Uh, I just think they don't go to Alabama because it is what it is. Vince hates the South. Vince hates the South unless it's Florida because a bunch of you know people from the North live down there. <laughs> they retired down there. <laughs> the far, and the farther South you go in Florida, the more like Northern it becomes. So it's weird. Man, you were right. I, I don't remember who was saying it, but man, Triple H and Stone Cold, they could move so much better at this point. Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold, he's definitely – uh, you know, he's got his knee issues and everything, but uh, he's still moving pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good period for Austin. Yeah. Uh, he, he's having a lot of good matches at this time. He has, on Raw especially, he has a good match with Kurt Angle. He has a nice match with William Regal. And he he looks like he's back in wrestling form rather than brawler form at this point. And so, yeah, yeah, he's I, moving around. We talked about that on our show, just saying how 2001 – is probably one of, if not the best, in-ring years, period. But um, especially with Austin, just all his stuff he was doing. 2001 is, like again, it's the next year after this, but it's just one of the best years as far as him wrestling, not not just being a brawler, but he's in there with Jericho and Benoit and Angle and just tearing it up with those guys. Right. Right. Storyline-wise, awesome. talked- it's the worst with the invasion, right. but exactly. in-ring, it's incredible. Exactly. Yeah, we we talked about on a recent episode where when Austin is put in there with somebody that can actually wrestle and not somebody that's just typically a brawler, he goes right to that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, being Jericho or Angle, mm-hmm. it's almost like, oh, good, I can actually <laughs> do what I know. These guys, yeah. I could be Ric Flair again, like I used to be. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's his idol. So, yep. oh, suplex on the outside, probably not good for Austin's newly repaired probably neck. Probably not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He felt that one all week. <laughs> yeah. So basically all six guys outside of the ring now, still all yep. paired off and just kind of, you know, brawling around the outside. A lot of craziness going on. 
A lot of craziness. So the Rock is only what, like thirty years old here or something? Is that right? Thirty? Is he I even that he, old? I, did, I think he retired at thirty-two, which was what two years later or three years later. I don't know. Yeah, WrestleMania I mean, twenty. The, the that was like the time. last time we really saw him. So he's regularly. either like twenty-nine or I mean, he's twenty-nine or thirty here. It's just crazy how much he accomplished in such little time. Wow, that's a young guy, you know. And he was so AJ good. Styles didn't even get to the WWE until he was like in his late thirties, like thirty-eight. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thirty-seven, which is the age Austin retired at, right? Like thirty-eight, I think. So it's crazy. Meanwhile, Taker's fifty-five right now, I think, or fifty-four in still real lifetime. Going. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, still rocking. Yep. The quiche. Oh, this this spot like coming that. up is great. Austin has like, got a. Rake his face across every part of the cage. Yeah. <laughs> all four corners. All four sides, oh. rather. Oh, man. That's brutal. Cheese grater. Yeah, there's about to be so yeah. much blood in this match. Yeah. I think everybody bleeds besides Rikishi. Well, there's something like... in store for him. <laughs> he's got his own stuff going on. <laughs> Come on and take a hayride. <laughs> <laughs> and how about everyone in here was it there's triple h he's busted open there uh how about everyone in here is wearing black except for kurt angle <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> attitude era right there for oh, you. yeah i was gonna say that's the look of the time even the you know the apron the turnbuckle mm-hmm. pads the, the the post all black the guardrails are black Geez, spice it up. Some color in here. Well, that's kind of smart on Kurt Angle's part. That's kind of why he yeah. stood out. The American hero, the you know, yep. uh, <laughs> the anti, uh, or he's a, he's he's a baby face in his own mind, but he's you know so annoying right. and over the top. Yeah, that's the great thing about his character is what you just said is that he's a baby face in his own head and, and he can't mm-hmm. understand why everybody's so mad at him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> which made me more mad at him. It was great. <laughs> Oh, Austin, just dragging Triple H around all the sides. You know what? That's one thing that you were talking about, the colors, Alex, is like uh, I know the the major wrestling figure podcast, they talk about like uh, – or guys they have on there as guests. You know, like I've heard Jericho and stuff yeah. talk about how he just – he would constantly change his outfit because that's more merch for you. That's more more wrestling figures. Well, look at these six guys. They're not worried about <laughs> wrestling figures. No, you know, they're not. They're, not, they're <laughs> not of that age. They grew up watching like, – the guys nowadays – Grew up watching these guys, so that's why they care about changing their outfits because they get more merch and more wrestling figures. These guys couldn't care less; they got a figure, so they're not thinking about the long term, you know, stuff like that. They're thinking about just a, how many zeros on their paycheck. Yeah, very different. Not the mindset. merch check. <laughs> yeah. No, and either way, the people that create the wrestling figures, the elite, the collect, the elite collection, rather, mm-hmm. they find ways to come up with so many of one wrestler. So yeah. I collect the Stone Cold ones, and you would think, well, how different can he be? But there's many different variations out there based on his T-shirt or his vest or what title he had. Different so color knee find braces. Yeah, knee yeah. braces. Uh, Dude. Jean shorts. Would, yeah, the shorts. Man, I would love to see one from the <laughs> SmackDown before this. The SmackDown before this, like the go-home SmackDown. First of all, it was on D-Day, December 7th, which is awesome. Right before Armageddon, so that's hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Irony's not lost on me. But 
Austin has an interview and he's got a beard. Remember that, Alex? We talked with him on it. He's got yeah, a beard. Yeah, really weird. Interview. Really yeah. strange. Like a full beard in that interview yeah. backstage. It's crazy. Yeah, we mentioned that actually too. Oh, middle finger, the... a stunner right there. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had what looked to be almost a full beard, and yeah. like, oh, he must be uh, just growing it before the match because he comes exactly. out and shaves it. Yeah. Ooh, take it with a choke slam to Austin. So everybody's just hitting their finishers in the middle of the ring. This is the part of the match where they do that. Take her for a pin. Nope. Yep. Here we go. The merry-go-round. Pull off. Yeah. Pull off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oof. Big right hand. Take a seat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Triple H is a bumping fiend in this match, dude. I tell you what, I know this match is probably brutal for these guys to be in, but I can just imagine this match being really fun too, because you're in there with yeah. like six guys, yeah. and you're all just kind of, uh, you know, kind of have free reign to do whatever you want. Just, just I don't know. I feel like this would be fun to be a part of. Yeah, it's different for them, so they get to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, you know, do things a little bit differently instead of like a standard you know. lawn dart. Oof. Yeah, it does make me think of that third episode of the last ride where undertaker is talking about how well he's worked with triple h mm-hmm. and it's just like uh you know anytime they have a match together it's just fun mm-hmm. so i bet they all felt like that in a in a sense maybe not kurt angle at this point especially with that spot that we saw earlier with the undertaker like taking uh, kurt by the throat and flipping him over the, the <laughs> rope and not knowing what to do oh yeah kurt angle's still paying his dues at this point <laughs> yeah oh yeah and they talk about that one of those uh, episodes of the last ride uh they were uh, take a reflex on that on punching kurt angle and here's here's where things go yeah, off the rails <laughs> got kennel bedding it literally kennel bedding, kennel bedding. <laughs> so got a man Patterson, just drove Joe in Briscoe. from tractor supply into the arena <laughs> Pant McMahon with his cane backing <laughs> up by all, yeah, all the way to the cell and, uh, for no reason. I yeah. And there's there's no precedent set for this. I hate this. Oh, Vince Vince Turnham's Oh yeah, he's supposed to be injured at this point. Yeah. That's right. Because all he took Harry. all <laughs> Yeah, Vince had just taken all the uh the finishing moves <laughs> the week before. Just rips the door off, triple A construction, like Wow. This is so contrived, man. Like, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it is a very memorable moment that we're building up to, but it's, I don't know, man. The, the... We, yeah. Well, you and I talk a lot about how we just really like storytelling, and like, there's just such a gap here like, in the storytelling. Now, I love what it leads to. It was a great spot, but I hate the, the gap in storytelling. Is that Doug Dillinger than the Red Shirt? <laughs> WCW? Oh, it looks like him. <laughs> He's got a Skinner belt on, too. <laughs> I think he might be in the band Alabama. I'm not, he I'm might, not positive. He might be. <laughs> Sawyer Brown uh, or something. Nothing like the view from the cheap seats, oh, man. man. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Meanwhile, in the ring, the cousins are going at it. Rikishi with the Yakuza kick. Oh, somebody's coming out. Oh, we Foley. got the commish. Yeah, commish. Commissioner. His music's playing, too. <laughs> yeah. He's got an elbow pad on? What's he got? <laughs> I think it's his long sleeve underneath. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled up his long sleeve. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he's just layered. 
It's cold, man. Yeah, Alabama in December, apparently. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Stooges. Love these guys. God, how great were they, oh, man? This shot. <laughs> they added so much to the show. They really did. Former hardcore and 24-7 champions, right? Yeah. Jim Briscoe was, yeah. Sweat. Yeah, they pinned each other for it once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's the oh, this is can I thought he pulled a crowbar out. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Some local wrestlers, I guess, taking Vince McMahon to the back. <laughs> hey, you have to cops. assume so. <laughs> oh, they've all got mustaches. They might be actual cops. <laughs> <laughs> mustaches weren't really like the thing back then. Like nowadays, yeah. that's like a millennial thing. Everybody's got a mustache. So. I like right there Vince McMahon screaming that I own this place. I own yeah. this place. And then Jr. cuts in right after and says, "Oh, you don't own this place, buddy. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't own the arena." <laughs> so That's really, why he hasn't come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This kind of this opens the door, obviously, to the cell to let everybody out. Um, you know, these early cell matches. I think this is only like the fifth or sixth one at this point. It was kind of assumed, okay, we got to get out of the cell at some point. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's really not That's... the case anymore. But back then, you were just waiting to see the big spot. Somebody thrown off the cell or through the cell or something mm-hmm. like that. It was almost understood that had to happen at some point. Yeah. Yep. It's funny, like you're talking about them getting out of the cell. It was like, you know, they had to think of creative ways to do it. But, like, <laughs> the leap in logic from, like, let's throw a guy in, into the cell to, like, let's get a, a hayride back up into it. <laughs> it's, like, it's such a leap. And that's one of my favorite spots right there. And Stone oh, yeah. grabs the boom, the, camera. the, the jib yeah. cam, and hits Triple H with it. That was great. <laughs> I, I think they're going to show a replay of that in a minute. And the angle is just great. Oh, yeah. Because it's oh, a it's, POV yeah. angle. Yeah. Tell you what, man, Triple H is bumping and feeding like pro in this yeah, match. Yeah, he's getting the worst of things here. <laughs> yeah, he really is. You think he'd be Angle, you know, just because of his character, but Triple H is doing it. And we've got this so- set that's very reminiscent of uh, Over the Edge '98 mm-hmm. with all the cars out yep. there, which is probably my favorite Stone Cold match. Ooh, through the glass! Love oh, it. yeah, that's, a, that's such a great match. So I, I did have some information about Hell in the Cell match in general since you brought up you know what, that you thought it was like the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, tell us Hell about Hell in the Cell match. It's the uh, seventh Hell in the Cell match, and I, I had looked back to see how many people, different people, had been in the matches at this point. And your man, the Undertaker, this is his fifth Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, fifth out of seven. That's crazy. So he's always there. This is only the second for Austin, second for Triple H, and then. Everybody else has been in it one time. That's Angle, The Rock, Rikishi, McFoley. Actually, McFoley's in four, so he's in second place there. Mm, yeah. Then you have Kane in two, Shawn Michaels in Boss Man. <laughs> boss Man. Oh, my God. Those are all the contestants in the Hell in Cell up to this point. <laughs> but, yeah, it's basically an Undertaker match at this point. Mm-hmm. And we've talked on our podcast how it basically becomes an Undertaker or a Triple H match over the years. I think they both have almost the same amount of wins and right. it's crazy. Yeah, Triple H is right up there. Wow. Because, yeah. of course, he's right up there. <laughs> of course. He has to be. I need to be in the Hell of a Cells, too. But it did fit his character in early, you know, 2000, 2001. And, and they're going to have the one against each other we'll cover in a few, uh, I don't know, 
few years on our show. <laughs> that uh, almost looks like your first car, Travis, that he's about to give him the... <laughs> oh, <water>. yeah. <laughs> it's a lighter shade that? of blue. Yeah, I had a... 1989 uh like navy blue cadillac brougham it was like uh the size of an aircraft carrier basically <laughs> and the I mean, loudest say... horn i've ever heard on any car it was a train oh, horn, yeah. basically <laughs> yeah yep oh did, pedigree. You, did he pick you up at the school with that thing he sure did yeah he sure did <laughs> well, <In> <laughs> In fact, our, my first day driving to school, we actually got in a uh, little small fender bender on the way home. <laughs> actually, hit, hit a mailbox. <laughs> Wasn't there? Was there? Was that the one? That was the B in my car, or was that the uh, little thing that slid off the dashboard? I think that was the same thing. Oh, yeah. the same. Thing. <laughs> that was all the same. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. There was a B in my car, like around my foot, and I was trying to. to like, I got swerved because like he got me, and when I did, someone had put this thing on my dashboard, and it slid and fell. So I leaned down to grab it. When I did, I turned the wheel, and we went into a front yard and hit a mailbox. And it almost went to the passenger seat and murdered Alex. Jeez. And people people complain about texting and driving today. Right? <laughs> you got to watch out for them killing you, man. You didn't even have a cell phone back then. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, my Nokia was plugged up charging, probably. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, the rock is busted open here. Everybody's Triple H busted bleeding. open. Austin's Everybody. open. We've it's literally a car wreck. Yes, yeah. we've forgotten about the cell at this point. We're just fighting yeah. around these cars. It's a car match. <laughs> it's a um, demolition derby match. Oh man! Oh, what a great game! I love that game. <laughs> PlayStation. Yep. Well, I, like I guess we could even go with a twisted metal match. Ooh, Ooh twisted I like metal. That. Twisted metal was awesome. Why is that car number fourteen yes. right here? Oh yeah, what's up with oh. that? Great bump for Triple H. That Great awesome. bump. Great bump. The toss. We did that in every match we ever had. Every backyard match. You we and I. Did. Yeah. Everyone. It was always me giving it to you. I couldn't do it. I couldn't take it. I had to give it to you. I couldn't do it for some reason. I loved it. It's funny Don't the moves me. that you determined that you can do to somebody else, but you can't take. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> like, oh, I can do that to you, but I, I can't take that one. Travis was a lot more one. athletic than I was back in the day. He was the more of the Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy type. I was more of the uh, oh, yeah. Jerry Lawler. Technical wrestler. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even just Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Punches and kicks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, you were better than that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this match is really not a hell in a cell at all anymore. It's oh. like it's a radioactive. <laughs> That's not <laughs> crazy. Hell out of the cell. That is dangerous. Yeah, hell, hell out of the cell match. Hell out of the junkyard. It's like Freddy Krueger's junkyard. But that's so funny. They like they never do this anymore. And it was you had to do this back in the day. You had to get out of the cell. Well, you can't do this anymore oh, either. Definitely Chokes can't do with that. The Dear Lord. That is, that is if not allowed. Daniel Bryan, you get fired. You know? <laughs> that was uh, a decade ago, too. Miz the Fink. Shoot. Rest in peace. Oh, yes. yes. The best of all time to ever do it. Agreed. Oh, yeah. And it's not just nostalgia. Mm-mm. It's no. He's legit. No, absolutely. No, that's a scientific fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a fact of life. <laughs> yeah. It's proven by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, that's science right there. Are uh, Artichoker's pants split open? Did anybody else see that? Uh, 
Probably. Let's see. I always wondered how they'd get away with wearing jeans. Right. Yeah, how could you wrestle in jeans? I mean, I guess today there's, like, microfiber type jeans that won't split, but not back in 2000. No. No, Didn't Chuck Norris have his action jeans or whatever? (laughs) Oh, did he really? Yeah, from, like, the 70s or 80s. I think that's what these guys are wearing. Probably so. Action jeans. Taker and Chuck Norris, they're boys. They're boys, man. Yeah, I believe it. Was Survivor Summer Series 94. Oh, that's right. Survivor Series, yeah, 94. <laughs> Taker's busted open now. Off that, that chair, chair shot, shot yeah. Head. Triple H going, uh, you know, j- jumping up, up top. Climbing the cell. Oh, about to get a full oh, moon. Oh, doing the Shawn Michaels move. Yeah. Get a little moon, moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> that's something they don't do anymore either. They dig that in Alabama, though, the moonshine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's his pants. Taker's pants. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Pockets ripped. Oh, oh, that was a rough slam there. Yeah. Yikes! Look at these. Almost knocked cameras. out. Almost knocked out security rhino. Yeah, like this. This has to be Angle's, <laughs> you know, first real like hardcore over the top match, right? Oh god, unless yeah. I'm missing yeah. something. Yeah, 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 for sure. So this is. He must be like. I wonder if he's second guessing his career decision right now. <laughs> I think so. Well, well, even when Undertaker was wrapping that cord around him, you could see. Like the fear in Angle's face, and he slaps Undertaker's hand, yeah. and then Undertaker unwraps it, <laughs> like basically saying, "Enough, knock it off." <laughs> Can't take this. And you got these two guys duking it out at the top of the cell right now. Oh, Stone Cold, Triple, Triple H, and Stone Cold teasing the edge, teasing Oof. the spot on the edge. You got to, you got to tease it, you know, before you give it to the fans so they know it's coming. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I was going to say Triple H, right? Yeah, that's good storytelling. I was going to say, Triple H, maybe he, he should have taken that spot, but there's no way he would have said yes to that. Oh, no. Big <laughs> yes. Rikishi do it. <laughs> look how comfortable and confident they are. Now look at Angle. He's like holding on to the game. Yeah. <laughs> did anybody else see that sign that said WWF, the best soap opera on TV? I did see I that. Did see it. it was great. <laughs> Taker's very slowly climbing that game. Because he's heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's just a lot harder for him. He's a big guy. And they've been wrestling <laughs> yeah. for 25 minutes at this point. Yeah, you know? like yeah he's, that and too. He's bleeding. You know, he's exhausted, I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean, like, as a live, for a live crowd to see these guys on top of this cell, that's a pretty crazy, uh, pretty exciting visual <laughs> to have right yeah. mm-hmm. And you never know what can happen up there. Yes. But something right. is about to happen. You you know that much. Maybe Alabama's like, we don't want WWE back, WWF, unless you can top this. And they're <laughs> just like, well, you know. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Okay, I remember watching this, you know, just back when we did our episode. And I believe The Undertaker disappears. So let's keep an eye out on what yeah. happens to him. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Because all of a sudden he's just not involved in the match anymore. Yeah, he just, I don't even, we, we talked about it too. I don't know what happens yeah. to him. Yeah, he's hes still here now, but yeah, we'll see. He's going to revert back to his, uh, you know, ministry ways or his 1993 ways. He's <laughs> is Rock climbing, his... Where's the Rock at? I, oh, yeah. He's climbing up. No, oh, that's Triple H. No, that's Triple, Triple H, H climbing, down. climbing down. Yeah, okay. Where the the Rock is still probably... Yeah, the rocks in that junkyard still probably. <laughs> him and the, the keys are up there. Golly, yeah, angles just 
potato bagging over there, just falling down. He's like, don't, I'm not standing up. I'm going to as much as possible. I don't want to fall through this. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever watched any of the scaffold matches from NWA? Oh, goodness, yeah. Sure. It's, I think there's one in like 90 or so. And it has PN News. And that's basically what he does the whole time. He's yes. just like crawling on the scaffold. <laughs> that's the one Austin's in too, right? Where it's like the worst, yes. worst yes, match of the year or something the like worst that. worst match ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dave Meltzer and Brody did like a negative five stars or something. Yeah. So, not that his opinion matters, but just saying. Like, yeah. There's and now Rock. Rikishi's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rikishi. Rikishi and Rock are climbing up. Oh, and this no, is that uh, guy's trying to throw the chair. Yeah, the ref's trying to throw the chair to take it. Look at the holes Rikishi's foot puts in the in the cell, climbing from climbing. Taker got the chair. He got it up there. It looked like Undertaker had the chair and dropped it down to that yeah. guy. <laughs> That's like why <laughs> that makes no sense if you had it. Oh, oh. oh. welcome Angle's to the business, probably... kid. <laughs> Yeah, he probably skid his pants thinking he might fall through the <laughs> cage like mankind. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. We're about to see the reason why Rikishi is in this match here in just a second. Yep. Oh. Oh, he just stepped on Kurt Angle's ear. <laughs> He's just giving away chair shots, and you get a chair shot, and you get a chair shot. <laughs> Rikishi's being pretty smart, though. He's standing on all the supports. Yes. Instead of the actual greats. That's a good point. And they're not standing both within the same se- yeah. you know, little section. Kurt's getting out of there. Well, you know, that's what Taker talks about. Like, If you watch that, the one with him and Foley back, he was, he's, if he didn't step back off that panel when he chokeslammed Foley, he would have gone down with him. Go oh, back yeah. and watch it. Like, he chokeslams him, but... He like he steps back off that same panel because they're standing on the same one together, and then when he right. like as he goes up, he steps back and then chokes him. But imagine if he'd have been on that same panel, he'd have gone Pulse. straight through just like right. he fully right. did. So, wow, uh, crazy. So Taker and Rikishi moving over Aaron. towards the edge, and this is about to be the moment. Really, anyone remembers this match for? Yep. Headbutt. They teased it. Camera's panning out, setting it up. Yeah, yeah. For those of us at home, we know we're getting ready to see something. Well, maybe. <laughs> Rikishi, Rikishi just gave it a look. Rikishi just gave a look over to the edge, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready yet. Punch me a couple more times. Too late. Yeah. Ooh, big soup bones. It's tough to see things. From that high up, though, to gauge like where you're gonna land, right, right. Now, I don't know if you were like stupid like we were when we were kids and jump off things, but uh, it, it always looks much higher than it actually is. Oh, oh and there it is. Oh. Taker gives him a a, a shove, <laughs> not quite a choke yeah. slam, uh, a little, the choke little shove. push, the choke <laughs> shove. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Stone Cold and everybody's shot. like, "All right." Oh, Stone Cold looks around. Austin's eyes. He's like, "What?" <laughs> that looks genuine. Like he didn't know yeah. the spot was right. happening. Yeah. <laughs> Immediate uh, replay. Oh man. Oh man. You know, in a match like this, it might be 
kind of like the Rumble where not everybody knows everybody else's spots. Yeah. So, because there's so many people involved. Is this is that who uh, AEW's Darby Allen took the coffin drop from? But you know what? Look at that. Here's the problem. Now we get our first preview. Yeah, like that. The upcoming that crazy spot happens, and then ten seconds later, oh, we're not. We're yep. not even, We don't even care about it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, you gotta let that breathe for a minute, man. The two alphas going out of here. Yeah, but that yeah, that's what everyone is here to see. Rock and Austin, of course. Yeah, Rikishi's bump is an afterthought. You know, <laughs> somehow that was an afterthought. So. Everyone, everybody knows he was in the match. It's like, oh, all right, that's why he's Taker's in the match. asleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sleep up top. Why did right that now. exhaust Undertaker so much? <laughs> Where he's uh, yeah. out cold. He what hasn't happened? practiced that move before. He's always practiced choke <laughs> slam. He's never practiced <laughs> choke slam. Took a lot out of him. <laughs> He didn't have the energy for the choke slam, so the shove was enough, and then he had to fall. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, he's probably too tight to climb down. He's like, I need a breather. Just leg drop him. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been something oh. if Taker jumped off with like an elbow drop into the yeah. cage, yeah. right? Into like a superhero landing. You're like, what the? Yeah, that would have yeah. been it. Well, you know, you were talking about being being stupid when you're younger and jumping off things. And I think we've talked about this on our show one time before. But one time I was on top of a uh, uh, swing set and Alex was on the trampoline and I swanned on him. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I've also swanned on him with it. What was that? Like a sign? It was like a, a yard, yard sign, sign like a for sale sign. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> on my chest. Yeah, on his chest. Like, don't worry, I won't hit you. I thought and, I was like, gonna die. Trampoline, yeah. <laughs> you know, a trampoline. You can't really help it. You Knocked know, like, the wind I'm, out of me. Yeah, I about killed him. I feel bad <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so, won't try this at home. Yeah, <laughs> please don't try this at home. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ooh, Kurt Angle is. Wow, ooh. bloody mess. Yeah. Yike. I mean, if anyone was doubting Kurt Angle's dedication to rest, professional wrestling, exactly. I think you put those doubts out the window after this mm-hmm. this match. Oh, yeah, I think he sure. probably did earn a lot of guys' respect through this match. All right, looks like we're getting to the final moments of this match oh, here. Stunner, man, Stunner. Nobody, Nobody took it like it. the Rock. Nope. nope. So animated. <laughs> it's great. All right, so. You got the stunner there. Oh, Triple H is back. Triple H sneaking in. Jagger's still asleep upstairs. We just saw him. Oh, that was Triple H's new finisher, the neckbreaker. He did. He Oh, there it is. Angle <laughs> steals is. the pin with like a, a finger on the Fingers. rock, basically. Wow. Just yeah. enough to get the cover. All you've got to do is have contact, body contact. Great heel great move. Great, great, great way to yeah. end the match. Yeah. Perfect. Great heel move. Right. It's great because it's Kurt Angle just sneaking that win in. Mm-hmm. And look, all six guys are just dead. Rikishi's <laughs> out. Taker's out on top of the cell. These four guys are all out in the ring. That just shows you what an exhausting match that was. Like, that yeah. puts Everybody's over hell out. in a cell. Yeah. It was Armageddon, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're letting this breathe. They're not just getting up and rolling out and letting the guy in the ring have his time to shine. They're like, they're really selling this exhaustion. It's good stuff. Had Angle been in a, uh, any sort of cage match before this? I don't think I so. I don't recall. I don't buddy. think so. We missed that's a lot of 2000, wild. so that's why. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure, but if, if, if this was his first, that's Remember. that's wild. Yeah, I think it was. He like in 2001, he'll have the cage match with like Benoit, Benoit. and then he'll have the you know the ridiculous Magic King the Ring with Shane and stuff like yep. that, and just those barn burners with Austin all throughout the summer. But um, and the match at Mania oh. with Benoit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Austin's got a stun, man. One more stun left in the tank. Gotta <laughs> send the crowd home happy. Mm-hmm. That's but, so uh, true. It's all about making them happy. <laughs> Nobody was mm-hmm. happy with Angle's music playing. <laughs> I hit the stunner and let's play some Austin music. <laughs> and obviously, Maybe Earl just laid the title on Angle's belly. Yep. A lot's going to change going into WrestleMania to lead into that Austin Rock match that you guys will be covering soon. And Rock will win the title and uh, Austin will win the Rumble and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we just did the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, so you're about to get to No Way Out. Yeah, this week was our Royal Rumble episode. So, yeah, we're on the road to No Way Out at this point. Yes, sir. That'll do it. The show's off now. Well,. What's what did everybody think of that match? I I enjoyed it. It's just a fun match, Attitude Era style match with all these big stars, with the exception of Rikishi. Yeah, <laughs> going back and watching it, if he Rikishi kind of puts a damper on it, but if you're following along with the story, it makes sense that he's there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, fun match at the time. Um, on our show, we do skull ratings, and I put it at a three and a half, three and a half skulls. Or a match rating on this. I think I gave four skulls, right? Yeah, you were higher than I was. Yeah. yeah. I think not literally, not, not literally just on uh, just on your ranking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think I give it three. Um, I, I was actually I think I was pretty hard on it on our episode just because that Rikishi spot bugs me because of how. Just illogical it is with McMahon driving the freaking hay truck in there. That just <laughs> bugs me for rubs me the wrong way. But you know, watching it with you guys, yeah, uh, yeah it's it's fun. It's unique. It's really there's nothing else yeah. like it with all of those particular guys and those stars of that era. It, it is fun. So uh, I give it I give it three out of five. Yeah, I wrote my notes from you know episode sixty eight. This is not a lot. Or excuse me, there is a lot going on. Not a lot of quote unquote wrestling, but it's a good story, good high spot, and it continues the rise of Kurt Angle. You know, which is the ultimate story there. But um, you know, I thought it was it was more fun. I think I had more fun doing the watch along than I did yeah. watching it for our actual show. So just like you, so yeah, good stuff. Well, this was fun, uh, Mike and JV, the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Why don't you guys tell us? where everybody can find you guys on the internet. Uh, tell us about your podcast. Tell us about the uh, Extreme Cast as well. Uh, tell us uh, what you guys are getting into next and where everybody can find you. All right. Well, on Twitter, you can follow us at Bottom Line Cast, and you can follow us personally, Mike Pru. That's me, at MPRU83. And you can follow JV at John Van Damage, John with an H. So you can find us there on Twitter. Also, if you're on Facebook, we just started a Facebook group. So you can join that. It's at Bottom Line Wrestling Cast if you search the groups. And we're also on YouTube that you can you can listen to our episodes there. At Bottom Line Cast, you know, Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. And then for podcasts, just it's basically on everything. So just whatever you have, search Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Um, 
It's just bottom line wrestling cast, not the bottom line wrestling podcast, because that is a right. thing, apparently. <laughs> bottom line wrestling podcast. All right, bottom <laughs> line wrestling there. cast, yep. <laughs> yeah. So don't confuse the two. So you guys it's are on the road to WrestleMania 17. I mean, that's a great time for people to tune in. I mean, one of Austin's right. all-time best matches. All right, so our episode that just came out this week is a Royal Rumble episode. And we just talked about Royal Rumble 2001. We talked about the undercard, and we actually we actually did a watch-along of the match. And we concluded that it's one of the best Royal Rumble pay-per-views through and through on their card to the the match itself, the Rumble match. Yeah. So that's what we cover this week. And we're moving on through January and February on next week's episode. So just continue on the ride with us to WrestleMania 17. I know, JV, this is the one that you've been waiting for for a long time just to get to this yes. point that we're at. So that's what we have in store. But we also have tons of episodes. We have over 100 episodes available. Even though this is only seven, episode 73, we have over 100 episodes because we do watch-alongs and such. So right. go check us out on the Bottom Line Wrestling cast. And if you're so inclined to hear more of us, then you can go to Book in the Territory. They have a Patreon feed, so patreon.com slash Territory, And we're on there, $5 tier. We do a show called the Extreme ECW Livecast, where JV and I do watch-along style format of ECW Hardcore TV, starting all the way back with Episode 1 in April of 1993. We just went through the first year, so now we are in April of 1994. And things are starting to get really good in ECW as they are just months away from becoming extreme championship wrestling. Okay. So it's a good time to tune into that as well. Well, whenever you guys are ready to do the uh, December to Dismember watch along, we're here for it. Oh. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the one you went to. (laughs) That's the one we were at. That's our ECW. I don't know know if we can wait all those years, though. It'll be a while for that one. It'll be a while for that one, but, uh, you know. We'll be in our 40s by then. (laughs) If you want to throw it in as a bonus episode, we're here for it. Uh, All right. Well, we are so glad to have you guys around. It's been so fun to get to know you guys and to to buddy with you guys on a few of these podcast episodes. Um, uh, You can listen to the ones that we've done with the Bottom Line cast over on their feed, and they've, of course, been on our show before as well. So please, folks, if you don't already, go follow them on social media. Go support them. Subscribe to their podcast as well. And as for Travis and I, we're going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride next week. Man, I cannot wait for this, Travis. It is I can't one wait, bro. We've been waiting for since episode one. It is, I think, I mean, The Undertaker himself said it in one of his all-time favorite matches, the beginning of his greatest series of matches, maybe the greatest match in WrestleMania history, some might say the greatest in WWE history, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25. We're going to bring it to you. We're going to give it all we got. We're going to bring you the research, bring you the storylines, give it the analysis uh, that we uh, that we try to do here. Uh, we're going to try to do it justice. We'll do what we can. Exactly. It's just how do you make something perfect better? You can, but we'll do <laughs> the best that we can. But yeah, looking forward to that one. 
seriously, uh, looking forward to you guys covering Austin and Rocket Mania soon, and the Triple H one at uh, No Way Out. Those are two of my favorite Austin matches of all time. So looking forward to that. But yeah, look really looking forward to getting next week on our show and getting the uh, the first of the two Shawn Michaels matches. And like you said, it's just going to be going to be good stuff. We had to take a little pause uh, and and take and do this match in between because we wanted to make sure that we really had all our stuff together for next week. So. I- just to jump in, I can't wait to listen to your episode next week covering that match because just you know, having watched the Last Ride episode three and getting some behind the scenes about that match and seeing some clips, it just got me pumped for you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's time for that on Talking Taker. What perfect timing is that? Yeah, I know. So now I can go back and watch that match on my own and then hear what you guys have to say about it. So I can't wait. Well, spoiler we alert, that. it's still a freaking great match. <laughs> I've already yeah. watched it and finished up all my stuff, and it, man, it it, <laughs> it freaking holds up. So I can't wait. Uh, Mike, I think you wanted to uh, you wanted to call me out on something uh, before we went off the air tonight about, uh, about my intro to the show. <laughs> yeah, so in your intro to the show, <laughs> and, you know, as a listener often of the show, you know, in recent weeks I've heard you say – the Undertaker, all you know, the greatest of all time, the Undertaker, and I might not even be doing it exactly the way you do it, but, <laughs> but it, it sounds more like how I would say Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. Undertaker. I was like, That's oh, so funny to me. <laughs> and no, like I said, I know you've been doing it, so it's not like a little dig at JV and I for being from. Northeast and being from Massachusetts that <laughs> you said it that way but I, f- I figured I'd call you out on it anyway. Well, that's not what it was supposed to be. It originally was me trying to do a Teddy Long accent but uh, I guess it's morphed into more of a uh, Northeast accent so we'll call it a tribute to you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, here's a sidebar. So, you guys are obviously from the Northeast. Like, we can tell. Can you tell? Like, if you were just listening to us, can you tell we're from the South? Um, I feel like Travis, you don't sound as much like you come from the South, but Alex can't shake it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Alex is more more of what I think of a Southern accent. All right. Okay. All right. We'll go with it. That's funny. I just wanted to know. I think it's vice versa. Oh. (laughs) Hey. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Who sounds more Northern? Pruer, Pruer I. Probably sound the same. Ooh. Probably the same to me, honestly. Yeah, you both yeah. sound like you're from. I say JV. <laughs> I bet <laughs> JV's got a thicker. A little bit, but uh. <laughs> Maybe you're like the deep dish, and like you know, crew. You're like the you know classic pan. <laughs> Not much disparity, like dif- difference, but like a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Our voices are being equated to Pizza Hut style <laughs> crust. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Do you guys still have pizza down there? Oh, absolutely. Of yeah. yeah, we we had one in our neighboring town, and it just shut down. It was the only one around. You're and kidding? I'm so mad about it. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah. I'm a... like they've all they they basically all out of the northeast at this point. Really? It's a hut. Yeah. Wow. No, they're going strong. It's a shame. Oh, nice. I'm a Domino's guy you, myself, guys. but uh, you know, as far as chain pizza goes. If I if, yeah, I, yeah. if I have to do chain, uh, Domino's that's mine. But yep, Domino's Papa John's for me. So 
But anyway, sorry, I just wanted to ask, because we haven't asked anybody, like, you know, I just wanted to know what it sounded like. So anyway, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it is one of those things where it's, well, how do I really sound? I know we have an accent, but sure. does it stand out? And yeah, I guess it does. Because <laughs> I, I live in East Tennessee, and I'm from Georgia, but, like, I'm, I, I'm geographically more Southern than they are, but I am not at all Southern compared to the people. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's fun. We... We met uh, one of our followers, uh, Jeremy Bagley, uh, in when we met The Undertaker. He was at that same signing, and he told us, he when he saw us, he said, I pictured y'all the opposite way. Like, he, <laughs> he thought our voices would have matched the other person. So that was something that caught us Yeah, that was that funny, too. That was eye-opening. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. <laughs> so. That's funny. But uh, maybe anyway. we'd love to meet you guys in person one day. You know, yeah. the world's crazy right now, but maybe one day we'll share a uh, Broken Skull IPA together. And uh, oh man, that'd be awesome. We've uh, enjoyed our time with you guys, and uh, we'll have to we'll have to do it again sometime. We're uh, we got all the time in the world, so we'll find some other time right, to do this get, together. We got a lot of time in the house, and summertime's right around the corner. So yep. hopefully, we can do some more of these. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys, for joining us. Travis, why don't you close Thanks. us out? Uh, you got it, Jobin. All right, so if you were there, uh, Armageddon 2000, December 10th, uh, from the Birmingham Jefferson Civic Center, <laughs> if that even exists anymore, Birmingham, Alabama, sweet home Alabama. If you were there, let us know what you thought about this. Six-man Hell in a Cell, one time, one time only, hasn't been repeated at all. We'll see if they do that sometime. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what you thought about our crossover episode here. And... Uh, Thank you, uh, you know, Bottom Line Cast for joining us. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe. And most importantly, take her easy. Get down. Somebody, one of you guys get down from there. The hip up on the bloody head. The, the, the casing for the bloody head. The Undertaker, he just got knocked down on the 424 pounder. Well, I'm going to tell you something, JR. I just got a feeling the Undertaker's thrown. He's thrown people, but I got a feeling the Undertaker's going to be thrown. I got a feeling the Undertaker's going to fly from that, that cell tonight. Oh, he's hit with it. Oh, Keeps you reeling. Oh, 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 Keeps you reeling. Oh, get away. No, Rikishi, no. Oh, Rikishi on the edge. You can see the end of the world from here. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Don't do it, Undertaker.